Welcome to the Toy Rewind Podcast with your hosts, the Brothers Newland. Now, let's talk toys. And hello, everybody. I am really fast internet, Michael. <laughs> I'm John. <laughs> and I'm Andrew. And today, you're listening to the Toy Rewind podcast. And I'm a little thrown off because Michael is running fast. He got new internet out in the boondocks. I'm um, updated. So he's he's running like he's in the city. It's really weird. Um <laughs> So I feel, like, I feel like Flash here or something. Where's my Flash? It is. It's Let's super, see, super fast. Here we go. Oh my gosh. Um. Okay. So because you're listening, you have no idea what he did. He just took his uh, super superpowers, 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 Flash, and ran it across the screen. Um. All right. So you're listening to the Toy Rewind podcast. This is a little place where the three of us like to get together and talk about toys from our childhood. This week, you're lucky. This is specifically something that all of us have played with and had i think we had yeah we had i've had you, a few of these me. what you, no, you I, play with i never i never, I owned I ever one. Had I played one. it but okay well no. you guys didn't own one i've had a few different no. versions of this um this is episode 117 and we are rewinding all the way back to 1989 and we're going to talk about nintendo's one of their biggest hits to start off with things we're talking about the game boy okay yeah this is exactly how michael referred to this stream today as the gray brick of fun so <laughs> that's what we're talking about we're talking about the game boy so if you don't know what we're talking about just cancel your your subscription to whatever podcast <laughs> service you're listening to and go crawl back under the rock that you live under so we're going to talk about that. It's going to be great. But before we can do that, John, why don't you, uh, you do your thing? All right. So check our websites over at uh, toyrewindpodcast.com and crossthestringsmedia.com. Uh, if you're on Cross the Strings Media, of course, you can leave us a voicemail. Click the little uh, microphone down on the bottom and uh, leave us one. We'd love to hear it and play it. Uh, so we're still waiting on some. Please do. Somebody. No. Yeah. Uh, you can email us at toyrewindpodcast at gmail.com. Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch is all Toy Rewind Pod. Facebook and YouTube is Toy Rewind Podcast. Uh, and then play a little game. Uh, Andrew's got it set up on podcastbingo.com backslash Toy Rewind. And of course, just like it says, it's a podcast bingo. I got, I got something. Too, so. um, <laughs> I, was, I was just flipping through some of our social media stuff and I, I hadn't been on our Instagram for a while and I saw we had a message. So I clicked on it and the guy, the guy says, great show. You guys are killing it. And all this kind of stuff pumping us up. And he goes, Oh, by the way, I'm a, I'm a graphic artist and, and I'd love to do uh, work with you guys on logos and stuff like that. And I'm all, he's just <laughs> wanting some money. He's all he's trying to do. So yeah, which uh... I got excited there for a minute. So <laughs> Which but. which you said that was Instagram? I think it was Instagram. I don't. Is that what you said it was? Then. I have to look at that. Um, yeah, but it was like from nine weeks ago. So I don't know. <laughs> he's probably so still looking. A message on Instagram. We don't reply to. It, him. <laughs> um, Email us. I, yeah, I might have I might have missed that one, but 
we've got a graphic designer on staff, so sorry. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we're we're already we already have that covered. Yes. We, yeah, we got that taken care of. Um, thank you, thank you. But yeah, sorry. Um, okay, well then let's dive right in. Um, Michael's running so fast; he's probably three pages into his notes already. Um, let's just dive in. Let's rewind and find out all about. Let's go. The Nintendo Game Boy. Come on. My internet doesn't want to. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I said earlier, I think Andrew's Jellicus mind may be running faster than his. So, uh, so. <laughs> all right, let's get, let's, let's talk about the Game Boy for a minute or for a few minutes. Uh, so Nintendo's Game Boy was released in 1989. Uh, but let's go back. Let's go back a few years earlier. Um, to the late 1970s. So while traveling on a bullet train, uh, Nintendo's head of research and development, uh, Gunpei uh, Yokoi, is his name, uh, he noticed a bored businessman playing with his LCD calculator and I guess just something to do, fiddle with his hands, whatever. He had the calculator. He was just typing in numbers, whatever. He was adding, probably counting how many uh, power poles they were passing as they're zooming through on the bullet train or something. I don't know. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so so uh, Gunpei Yokoi uh, noticed this guy playing with his calculator and thought of an idea of having a watch uh, that you could also play games on. Now, we know we've had these kind of pop up from the 80s, had some little watches, those little, little cheap little games and stuff like that. Um, and then now... You know, now we've got other things now, but back then it was it was kind of a, a novel idea. So, so yet later, uh, Yokoi pitched the idea to Nintendo's president um, Hiroshi Yamauchi, uh, who later gave Yokoi the the. Uh oh. Um, Andrew, you're still there. Yeah, Michael's super fast internet. Um, so, although yeah. this. Hold so, on. Uh, yeah. So although this, wait, this wait, system that was up, developed, wait. wait, Michael, Michael, wait, we lost you for we, like, we good, like 15, 20 seconds at least. I, I, think. S- I saw where it went off. Yeah. Okay. So we're so back. We're back we should want to make sure we we didn't want to miss anything. Go back. He saw the guy with the calculator. Thought about a watch. Yeah. Okay. So later, uh, Yokoi he pitched the idea to Nintendo's president uh, Hiroshi Yamauchi. Uh, who later gave Yokoi the go-ahead to develop it because he he thought it was a pretty good idea as well. Uh, So, um, although uh, the system that was developed was a handheld game and not an actual watch, um, it it did have a built-in clock uh, in the the game, and then it had a clock as well on the screen. Uh, So I guess it's kind of like more of a pocket watch instead of a watch watch. Um, But... uh, uh, but the game was called Game and Watch. We kind of play on words. You had a game and a, and a clock for a watch. Um, so now this was just you had one single game and each each thing that had sixty different games, but they were different handhelds for each each game. It wasn't like now or or, or then where in the eighties and nineties where you had different cartridges to plug in like the Game Boy did. This one was. One handheld had one game, and you'd buy a different game. You know, it was like Tiger Electronics. Uh, you had your baseball and football, stuff like that. So it was just one game built in. Uh, but they had diff- 60 different games that were produced uh, for the Game & Watch system. Um, 
and there was a Donkey Kong version. Uh, this was the very first one to have the iconic D-pad uh, that actually was that was on the Nintendos um, on every almost every Nintendo up until the Switch is where they had them. Um, the Game and Watch was released uh, in 1980, and the series lasted all the way up until 1991. Um, I think we might have had one or two of these things. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, but they're they're little little games, and they had a printed screen where where you know kind of a design the the part of the game was just a print uh, screen on there, and then you had a little digital person or whatever moving around in between the um the things on the that's printed on there anyway so <clears throat> it was just a simple little simple little game here um for those watching so, john you got yeah john's got a, a picture of one here and uh yeah, this one's like a juggling game i think it's yeah, a ball so it's got the guy juggling little balls um i think this was the very first one was was this one here um and they they eventually had uh, a dual screen one that would fold open. It's kind of like the Nintendo DS, you know, folded open like that. Uh, you had one that would fold the other direction as well. Um, but, and then, you know, the Donkey Kong one was one that folded up and it had that D pad, that directional pad that we all know where you, you, you play when you got your controller and you got your thumb on it, you know, up, down, left, right, uh, stuff like that. So, that was the very first. That's where that actually came from. Was was this system here? Hey, just want to point this one out. <clears throat> oh, John took out my screen. Yeah, there's a dog. Sorry. That this one is like the colored screen. Yeah, they, they eventually came out with a colored screen. Um, yeah, so this is Super Mario Brothers, but this is definitely in a box that could be mistaken as a Zelda box. Right. Yeah, it's that gold. <laughs> yeah, the gold with the, the brown and everything. Yeah. Um, uh, so Donkey Kong foldable, yeah. So let's let's fast forward back to the mid to late 80s, uh, where Yokoi uh, is now the chief engineer of Nintendo, and it's it's RD one team is what he was over. Uh, Yokoi held a meeting with, with Yamaguchi again uh, about a, uh, another handheld system that would have interchangeable games, so you had one system. And he would just switch the, the cartridges out is, is what he had, had planned. And uh, and then you had uh, Satoru Okada, uh, who also helped Yokoi lead the development uh, of this console, in which Yokoi felt that it, it should be small, light, and durable, and then have have a recognizable library of games. So that's why he came he, he came up with uh you know your planet you've got you've got a mario brother game you have um uh donkey kong you have uh there was one there, you know the first one uh, one of the first games that that was released with it was tetris um all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff so so you kind of kind of knew the games because some of them a lot of them were like uh, smaller versions of the nes games that you were playing uh, so that's kind of what his vision was to carry on little smaller games for, from those to, to this, to this game boy that his handheld one. Um, so on a, on a, also on a visit to Nintendo, uh, game designer, uh, Shigesato Itoi, uh, he came up with the name game boy for the new handheld system. Um, it, it really didn't say, I really didn't see where he actually came up with the game with the name, I guess, cause it was a, a smaller version. So it was like a boy, 
um, version of the of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, but uh, if you look at it, the the coloring and everything, uh, uh, Yokoi wanted it to look uh, resemble the the NES system with the colors because you had the same. Uh, the 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 buttons were all the layout on the buttons were the same as the controller for the NES. The colors were the same with the gray. Uh, the little slots in the back were you know the, where the battery panel goes on. You had the little slots across there. It resembled the the um, the air vents on the bottom of the the NES system as well. So he wanted it to kind of look similar, <clears throat> but handheld. So. Um, so although we know uh, know that know now that the Game Boy um, is is actually the highest selling Nintendo system um, to date, but during its development, uh, the internal reaction at Nintendo was initially very poor. So everybody didn't nobody really had faith in this thing. They didn't think it would go over. Uh, so it actually earned a derogatory nickname called the Dame Game uh, from Nintendo and employees. Um, in which dame in Japanese means hopeless or useless. So they thought it was a useless game, hopeless game. Uh, this was because it was not it was not using state-of-the-art technology. So this is something Yokoi wanted to uh, had, wanted to do as well. Um, he thought of this to um, to bring down costs and stuff like that. So uh, uh, so uh, say so wasn't using uh, the state-of-the-art technology uh, that some of the other companies were using to develop their handheld games, uh, such as Atari and Sega and all that. So uh, Yokoi had a reason for not for not doing this, what I was saying a minute ago. Uh, the smaller dot matrix screen meant that the system did not need more room for processors that, that were needed to run the color screens. So, uh, yeah, because they kind of, teased them and stuff said why don't we use color screens and stuff like that well he said he wants it still wants it handheld but if you look at it at the others that came around at the same time they're they're not they're they're all portable but they're like twice as big as the game boy because they needed more room for that for that extra hardware in there um and and also running that extra hardware um meant you needed more batteries you needed more battery uh, space and stuff like that uh so um the battery life to to this for for having a the dot matrix uh screen like it did extended the life eight to ten hours longer than than the competitors um so the competitors of the time you had sega game gear that came out about the same time and you had atari's links now we talked about atari a few weeks ago um, we, we talked about how that ended up. Uh, so the, uh, the Game Boy only used four AA batteries compared to the others needing six AA batteries. And like I said, they would last, uh, four, five, six hours or so. Um, the Game Boy would actually last 15 to 20 hours on their four, four batteries compared to the six. Cause you'd have to keep replacing those to make, make it go. Um, yeah. I've known, I knew a couple kids that had growing up that had, uh, the Sega game gear and they were always complaining about, I need more batteries. I need more batteries, you know? So it's cause it just sucked down the, the just drained the batteries down. So, um, also doing this, uh, using this, this old technology, 
it also kept the price down. So it was ninety dollars uh, for a brand new Game Boy, uh, compared to the Sega Game Gear's one hundred and fifty dollars, and then Atari's Lynx was one hundred and eighty dollars as well. So, and then Yokoi stated that the Nintendo way of adapting technology is not to look uh, for the state of the art, but utilize mature technology that can be mass produced cheaply. So that's that's because you already have all that stuff developed. It just and you can use it. it it's a lot cheaper to use that than it would be uh, trying to develop new state of the art technology. So, um, so the Game Boy was released in Japan. Um, April 21st, 1989, um, and and I noticed this when I was making notes. We're actually recording on April 21st uh, this year, so uh, I thought it was kind of cool. We didn't even plan that. It just kind of happened that way. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it had, a, it had four different launch titles in Japan. Um, you had Alleyway, which was kind of a breakout, uh, which was a, a, a like an Atari game breakout was. Um, it was also, I think, um, a uh, some other video uh, um, uh, stuff from from the eighties. Um, you had a baseball game. Uh, you had Super Mario Land as well, and then you had Yakuman, which was a mahjong uh, type game. And I think that one was exclusive to yeah, that one was exclusive to Japan. So you can only get it get it with the ones that released in Japan. Of course, they don't want you to have good stuff here. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't, I don't know. I'd rather play Super Mario Land than Mahjong. So <laughs> <laughs> Mahjong's fun if you're trying to waste time. It's kind of, it's kind of. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, so uh, released in North America in July first, July thirty first, nineteen eighty nine. Uh, the titles that were released with that with with the North American uh, release was Alleyway again. Baseball, Super Mario Land. Uh, you had a tennis game this time, and Tetris. So, and then we'll get to Tetris in just a second. Um, so, released in it was released in Europe in September twenty eighth, nineteen eighty nine. Uh, it had Alleyway, Baseball, Super Mario Land, and Tetris. So, tennis was only exclusive to the American uh, American thing, and then Europe didn't really have an exclusive one. So. Uh, sorry about those guys there. Um, so going back to Tetris, they picked Tetris because they thought um, they can always have, you know, Mar they, they, they did the, the Super Mario Land. They said, well, that's a lot of kids. But uh, the whole idea of this came from an adult just trying to pass time. You know, when the guy, he noticed the guy was playing with a calculator. He goes, we can, we can gear this towards um, adults as well. So that's where Tetris came in. Um, the guy that, uh, I don't know his name off the top of my head, I didn't write it down, but he had the rights to the Tetris game. Um, and he went to Nintendo and said, hey, I got this game. I think it would be good for your, your, your platform. And they said, and that's where they came up with the idea. says, yeah, we can um, target this towards older people. And it's kind of, it's one of those games that you could play the past time, like Mahjong, or I, I play a, uh, a Sudoku uh, game as well. It's just just one of those things that uh, it's kind of a thinking mind game. That's what it is. So and it, it geared more towards uh, adults as well. So that's where a lot of this uh, this sales came from as well. 
So I um, played I played Tetris like on a trip from East Texas to Florida to Orlando specifically, uh, pretty much straight on a Game Boy Color. It was just amazingly fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> man, you don't have to use much thinking about. I mean, you got to think about it, but it's it gets fun. You get the music stuck in your head and everything. So. Oh yeah. Um, like I said earlier, the console itself mimics the original NES design with the gray color and the button layout. So the D-pad, uh, select, start, A, B buttons. Um, it had a volume control on the right and a contrast contrast adjuster on the left for the screen. Uh, the top has the, the on-off switch um, and the slot for the game cartridges are also on the top. Uh, the left side also has a DC port supply jack, so you can have a battery pack that would um, help run that as well. Or you, or there was a, a separate DC uh, outlet that you can you can buy separately to plug in, so you wouldn't run you wouldn't worry your worry about your batteries running down. Um, let's see, and then on the bottom, um, it has a headphone jack. The, the right side also has a port that allows two Game Boys to be connected for two-player games. Um, and then later on, um, this connected, like, the, the Pokemon games that came out later. Uh, you could play Pokemon against each other. Um, and, and then even the, the Game Boy printer as well that, that came out later on uh, plugged into that, too. So I, I remember the Game Boy printer. So it was an interesting concept. Yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of sticker based. What? It It was stickers. Yeah. Yeah. I think you like basically print out little stickers and like kind of small. Yeah. From the games. Yeah. It was like, I I think some of it was that there was a, uh, I I may have it. I think I got it later in the notes here, but it has the camera. You have your your yeah. Game Boy camera as well that you would put in. You take pictures and do goofy things with the with the, the the camera, and then you can print those out on those as well. So yeah. Um. So a couple of things uh, that happened along the the lifespan of the Game Boy. Uh, like I said, it came out in 1989, and there wasn't hardly any changes except for new games coming out over the years. Um, until 1995. So 1995, Nintendo actually released several special edition models with colored cases. Uh, so it went, it wasn't gray anymore. It was different colors. Um, so uh, it, it advertised, uh, they advertised them as the Play It Loud campaign on all these different colors. Um, so there was a red one, a green, uh, black, yellow, white, blue, and then it was a clear. Um, also known as X-ray over in Japan, uh, it's translucent. You can see all the the, the stuff inside there. Um, so green is is fairly scarce, um, but the blue and white are the rarest two colors. Um, with the blue being a Europe and Japan only release, and then the white uh, was a Japanese majority release. It was it was mostly in Japan, but it was also released in the UK Toys R Us stores. Uh, that was exclusive to them. So, um, so if you were a European Toys R Us kid, you can get a a white one as well. 
so the, the Play It Loud editions also had a darker border around the screen as well. So, uh, so July 21st, 1996, Game Boy Pocket was released in Japan, uh, with the North American release being in September 3rd of 96. Uh, this was actually a smaller, lighter unit and only used uh, two, do- two AAA batteries instead of the four AA's. Uh, and it had around uh, 10 hours of gameplay with the, with the two AAA batteries. Um, the screen was also changed to a true black and white screen. As you, you know, the original ones had, uh, it was a like a monochromatic greenish gray color. And it only had actually four different shades of gray in, in that uh, screen is all it would show. So, um, it, it, so, um, so this was a true black and white uh, screen on this, uh, the pocket, the Game Boy pocket. Um, so the first version, the, the problem, they had one issue with this. The first version didn't have like a, a power LED. So I guess you couldn't tell it was on. I don't, I don't know if it was on, you can see the screen on. Um, but people complained about that, so they later added a LED on there to, to let you know that the, the game was on. So, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, later, uh, due to let's see, uh, there were several new colors that came out, including a gold, a gold medal edition exclusive to Japan. So. Uh, there's a lot of Japan exclusive stuff. I guess since Nintendo's from Japan, I guess that would be good. So that makes um, sense. Yeah. Uh, so Game Boy. Uh, so after uh, the Game Boy Pocket um, came out in '96, so in 1998 a new one came out called Game Boy Light. Uh, this was released on April April 14th, 1998, and was only available in Japan. So this one is, you can only get the Game Boy Light in Japan. Uh, this was slightly bigger than the Game Boy Pocket, and it featured a, an electroluminescent backlight for low-light conditions. Um, if you ever had one of these, you know when you're playing and it's dark or there's no light or anything, you can't see the screen. There was nothing that lit up the screen for you to see it. Right. And that was that was one of the main issues uh, that people had throughout the, the lifespan of the Game Boy. The, uh, so they came out with this one here. But it was only in Japan, and it only lasted just a short amount of time. Um, this one also, this one actually used two AA batteries, so they went from AAA to back up to AA batteries, which gave it approximately 12, 12 gameplay hours with the light on and 20 hours with it off. Um, it was available in two colors only, gold and silver, uh, but it did have several limited editions, um, which included a clear skeleton, uh, Famitsu 500 edition. Again, that was the X-ray top looking one. Um, and it had white buttons. These were limited to only 5,000 units. And then there was an Astro Boy uh, version and a Pokemon in yellow version as well. Um, now, the reason why this one didn't last but a short time, and it was only released in Japan because they had something bigger and better coming out uh, just a short time later. So, 1998 also saw the uh, Game Boy Color released, uh, which brought to North America with its with the Pokemon uh, Red and Pokemon Blue games. Uh, this actually brought more interest to the Game Boy because by then this has already been out. Game Boy's been around um, 
uh, nine years already. And it was time they, they were, they were thinking, well, it's, it's about time for this to phase this out and we'll get something new. We'll, we'll develop something new and put it, put that out. Uh, but the Game Boy was so popular, they just kept going and going and going, but it was starting to lose, lose steam. So by 1998, they needed something. Pokemon was already out in Japan in 96, I believe it was. So they released it with the Game Boy Color in 98, brought it to North America, and it actually bumped up sales for uh, the Game Boy. Um, the, um, the Game Boy Color even added 10 different color channels to older games, which improved the entire library of games uh, with different colors. Um, the good thing about this was it could be, uh, you could play older games on it and it would actually add some color to the older games and you can still play your newer games. Um, the good thing about the newer games was you could still play it on your old, uh, Game Boys too. So they were, they were backwards compatible with each other. All the games could be used on the regular Game Boy. Uh, Game Boy Light, the Game yep. Boy Pocket, the uh, everything it could it, it just spanned across everything. So that was something that was uh, pretty cool with that, uh, with that with the Game Boy. Um, also, the Game Boy Color was slightly thicker than the Game Boy Pocket, uh, and but it still didn't have a backlight. So the only one that had that backlight was the Game Boy Light that was out for a little while in Japan. Um, so the Game Boy name was actually carried on into the 2000s uh, with the Game Boy Advance, which came out in 2001. This was a whole different, uh, it was completely shaped different, um, but the game cartridges were the same, but it was set up the way you held it and everything was different. It wasn't the, the brick anymore. Um, and then you had the Game Boy Advance SP, and then the Game Boy Micro came out, and then it was then... By the, micro, by the time the Micro came out, uh, the Game Boy it was about the end of, of that time, and it was replaced in 2003 with the Nintendo DS, which was the, a brand new system they brought out. Uh, so there was also one other thing. There was the Game Boy Player, which actually attached to the bottom of the GameCube. Uh, that, that was, it was kind of cool but, um, because you can play your game, game Boy games on the GameCube. Um, I never, never had that. I had a game. I have a GameCube. I still have it. Um, but I never <laughs> so had that piece to play game Game Boy games on it. Um, but like what I, that. but like what I said yeah. earlier, what was really cool about this was the games were all compatible across any platform of Game Boy. So that was pretty pretty neat. You could play your old games with your with the Game Boy Advance. You could play your Game Boy Advance games on your original Game Boy. Um, yeah, so that was, that was probably the biggest, coolest part across that until they, they, they finally phased it out enough, uh, to where they can introduce the Nintendo DS in 2003. So, so that's pretty much the history of Game Boy. So it's yeah, so kind I was of looking at this. That, uh, Go ahead. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. No, I was looking at them and I was, here's the Game Boy Advance. If you're watching us, you can see the picture I put up. The design resembles the uh, switch and stuff now, so it's kind of like okay, the designs have gone, you know, 
Yeah, and you, you know, and point that you... and what they had, you know, that D pad, uh, the directional pad on there, um, it's on every every game system Nintendo put out except for the Switch. Right. So, but and you've got but, this whole like buildup of Game Boys starting with the original, going all the way through the advanced, and all those, um, the color, the advanced, all that. And then now there's not even a use for them because the switch, which is the main system that Nintendo has, mm-hmm. it's all they need. You just need the switch. Yeah. It's both your TV and your. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. yeah which is you, great. You hook, it up, you hook it up to the TV or you can play it handheld. Uh, again, it's bigger than, I mean, it's, from what I can tell, I don't own one, but you guys do, or I know John does. Um, is it? It is bigger than what your actual um, uh, Game Boy was, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Game Boy, your, your Game Boy is, you know, whatever the size it is, but your Switch is going to be like the screen itself is already bigger than what the old Game Boys were. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. And the good thing about you know about the Game Boy was you can you pretty well put it in your pocket. I mean it was kind of bulky the first one, um, but it would still fit in your pocket compared to uh the Atari Lynx and the uh, Sega um yeah. Yeah, the Sega game. Um <clears throat> it's uh you, you couldn't put those in your pocket. That's why it was a little bit easier to it was more portable than than that. <clears throat> and it like it and being cheaper, and I know we talked about this when we talked on, on Atari uh, a few weeks back, why the Lynx uh, failed was because the, the Nintendo Game Boy, even though it's, it wasn't uh, state-of-the-art technology, it just blew everybody away because it was more available. It was cheaper to make, uh, so the cost was lower. Um, and well, it's like I said, it's more portable than, than uh, those were. So, but you kept your cost down because you could use all the games all the way through. So you never really had to buy new games unless you wanted upgraded color and stuff later on. <coughs> so, yeah. But if you got a new system, you didn't have to buy a brand new game at that time to play the games you had. You know, whereas now the systems, you have to completely buy the game again if you're going to play it on the new game, on the new system. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, even talking about, John, you um, played Breath of the Wild on your Wii, or on your Wii U, right? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So you still play it on there because you don't have it. Jackson has a Switch. I don't have a – no, Karen has a Switch. Karen had a Switch. Karen has a Switch. Um, Karen has a so, Switch, which is fixing to come to Jackson because she just bought her a brand new one with the new Zelda game. So. Mm. Yeah. So, um, but but you're gonna have to get a switch, which good Jackson's getting it for you to be able to play the mm-hmm. new Zelda game. Uh, right. So that's that's where they start to move into that. You know, you can with the Game Boys, you can play the older games on, or you can play the the newer games on your older system. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Right. Yeah. Get that backwards compatibility. You might not get all the amazing graphics, but you get, at least get a start. You know. And right. and. Moving forward from there, the other one that you was backwards compatible was the Wii because I played my uh, GameCube games on my Wii. So yeah, yeah. They, I will give it to the Wii U. Yeah, they did a great job (laughs) at trying to to keep that thing going as you know as much as they can, right? 
you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so. And then now, uh, a lot of the games that I own for my Switch are all uh, downloaded. So I'm hoping that those will somehow, I don't know, whenever they do whatever's next. Yeah, and I, I was watching a few. I was watching a few videos on on some of this backstory and stuff as well when I was making my notes, and uh, they said now, or this was several years ago, these videos were made. Uh, but you could go to uh, the Nintendo store, or whatever it was, and and all the games were available on that. Um, I don't know if this whatever's a Switch now has has got it's it's probably got all that whole library on on that where you could play them. So. Right, but the bad thing is, unlike what Andrew's just hidden too, so I have it all downloaded on my Wii U, but yeah. it does not transfer to the Switch. So for me to get Zelda Breath of the Wild, I have to pay for it again. Yeah, yeah. for the Switch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but well, I'll just keep maybe going. that won't work. I was hoping. <laughs> but, you know. Um. So I played quite a few Game Boys. I I. I feel like i had one but maybe i didn't actually have an original um because michael you said they sold for 90 dollars. yeah um i i can't imagine i don't know they came out in 89 or yeah i was i was i was a little bit younger at that point but um i know i had an advance when i was in high school um and that's what i played tetris on all the way from from tyler to uh, orlando basically overnight yeah uh, to make that trip go by quicker. Um, and Tetris was the only game that I played on it. I don't think I actually bought any other games. I just bought Tetris and just played it. Yeah. I, um, I, I just, I love Tetris. The Rainey's got a story. She was telling me um, she got uh, for, I think it was for Christmas. Uh, she couldn't remember if it was 89 or 90. I think it might've been 89. Um, she, uh, she got a present. She opened it up and it was, it was Tetris. And, it uh, was it was a game and she goes well what is this for and then so she opened the next box and it was actually game boy so she was she (laughs) wanted well well, what it was was she kept asking for a nintendo and and she never got it and then uh she ended up getting a game boy so that's what she got yeah that's that's at least something um it's still an i know we'll probably (laughs) yeah yeah so i i mean and you can take it with you everywhere so it right, was probably right. probably better than because then you have don't have to wait till you get home to play. You got it with you all the time. So. I know we haven't had our good buddy Larry on um, in, in a while to tell us whether he's had some of these things or not. I'm gonna go ahead and just say that he had one of these. I'm um, sure he did. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he had. A, he probably still has it in quite a few games. I'll see if I can get uh, his story on that or whatever, but. Um, we also have our buddy Clint. I'm sure Clint had one of these. Probably still has it and has loads of games for it. Um, yeah, Clint's so, the Nintendo guy, anyway. So, yeah, these are these are things that I mean, we know that these guys have these. I'm, I mean, obviously, um, they're great systems. It's interesting enough that we don't have as much. I guess the story for Game Boys is probably more of a story of the games than the actual little. Yeah. Yeah, the little system, because I mean, obviously, if you're looking to find out more information about Tetris, go over to Apple TV, watch the Apple TV movie uh, called Tetris. You'll hear all the good stuff. Um, It's a pretty good movie. Uh, It gives you the good storyline. But all those games seem to have kind of like that. Getting things migrated over to this uh, and everything. Everybody had these. They know what they are. Lots or at least lots of people did. So 
Yeah. Uh, I want to jump ahead and go ahead and rank these and get that done because I am not forgetting about it this week. <laughs> so, Michael, where you, where you where you drop this on your list? Um, do, do. I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put this at number four. No, 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 no. We'll go ahead and put it at number two. We'll put it at number two. <laughs> I, I never really had one, but <clears throat> but playing it and stuff like that, playing some playing some games on there and stuff. I really enjoyed playing it. Um, I kind of wished I did have one, but uh, but yeah, I'm gonna put it at number two. Um, something else that, that I forgot to, to, to mention, it was inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame in 2009 as well. So, Okay. John, where are you going with this? Uh, it's going to go the same place. It's going to go number two. Uh, That's what same reason. I mean, we played with them. We, I mean, other people had them. We played with them. We, ne- I never had one, but, I mean, every time you can get your hands on it, I do remember playing every chance I got. So, hey. yeah. Uh, just loads of fun. This is going number one for me. Uh, the Street Sharks, it only gets beat out. I mean, I played this, I played with my advance more in high school. Um, then I I only had a couple of little Street Shark things. Now, if this was Turtles, we'd probably be talking a little different story, uh, but it's Street Shark. So this is going number one for me. I had loads of fun with my advance. I remember playing the other ones, uh, and it's great. Um, if the Switch wasn't, now guaranteed, my Switch is not portable. Um, but if the switch was a portable, I'd, I'd probably still try to find something like this to be able to take and do things with. So, you know, so why is your switch not portable? That's a whole different story. Um, (laughs) maybe, maybe we'll talk about that whenever we do a whole episode on the switch. Um, we got a while. So, um, I do want to say, Michael, you said these originally sold for 90, $90. Yeah. The original ones. How much do you think you can get one for an original Game Boy now? I don't know. You know, I would say pretty cheap, but then if you want an original one and good working order, it's probably, they could probably be kind of expensive, I would think. John, for a collector. Guest? Up close to a grand. Um, no, um, and I, I can't guarantee the <laughs> quality or what kind of condition these are in, um, but anywhere from 70 to $150. Okay. Well, and that, that depends on whether, that depends on whether you're getting it with no game, two to three games, kind of, you know, what it kind of ranges, you know, depending on what your what the whole package is based off eBay, you can get them for, uh, I saw one on Amazon actually that you can get for like. Uh, I think it was ninety six dollars. So it's probably be up honestly, there everybody would be collecting them. Well, if oh, you, well that's kind of what I thought when I looked as, it up. With as many of them that were made, that were sold. I mean, there was there was millions and millions of these things sold. <clears throat> so there's probably plenty of them out there. So it's not really driving up the the the, right. the demand. I mean, the the supply and demand type part of it. So I mean, there's probably plenty of them, plenty of them out there. Um, yeah, you're probably on the higher end of one that's 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 like perfect in working order and with a, a good game or two. Yeah, that's probably where you get your higher pricing from. Yeah. The um, 
the game and watches on eBay, um, a lot of those run anywhere from 25 to 50 bucks. Um, depending on if it's, if it's like, um, like Zelda or Mario, different things like that. Um, by the way, I did find this one that I'll show you now when I was looking at them. Um, and it is an actual, see, you can see the, the difference in the colors in that other one that I showed and this one, you can actually see it has that gold. It's got that gold tint and it's going to, you know, show really well. So, um, Depending on those, so even those are not terribly expensive, to be honest. Um, so I'm I'm kind of surprised, but maybe it's because of the switch and how mobile that is and everything. And now you've got the switch store, which you can go in. You can actually play Game Boy games on your switch by downloading them through. Uh, you could play NES, Super Nintendo, 64. Yeah. You, know, you could play all those games by downloading the one game on your Switch, and then, bam, you've got it. You've got all the games that you ever wanted. So, and maybe that's why the price has gone down, because you get a better system that you can do more with instead of this one little thing that people are just probably putting on shelves now. Yeah, probably so. So, really, the collectors are probably the only ones that are picking these up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So that's the the Game Boy. So and, and I'd like to find. It said that that green one was kind of hard to find. I'd like to find a green one. So just an original. Uh, yeah the the Game Boy uh, the game the Play It Loud series. <clears throat> Whatever different colors. Okay, so so these different color ones maybe run a little differently. I found one. It's mint original rare Game Boy first generation. It is green. Uh, this, play it loud one, then. Um, <clears throat> yes, it is play it loud. Um, yeah. we're looking at, I'm trying to figure out which games are in here so that I can be specific. About okay. Tetris and Mario tennis. Okay. It, it also comes in a case, like a clear case. Mm-hmm. And cool. the games come in cases. Let's take a shot at a price. How much you guys think? 500, 560 bucks. John? 124. <laughs> Sorry, what'd you say? 124. <laughs> 124. How about $658.50? Oh, that's not bad. Michael, come on down. You've won the, uh, All right. I got me the price is right. <laughs> I'll send you the link. It's on Etsy. Yeah. So. I just happen to be the first one to come up. I don't usually look for <laughs> Game Boys on Etsy. I just happen to be the first one that popped up in the green one. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to add about uh, Game Boy? No. Done with Game Boy. No. I got something I, else I want to add here in a minute when we get done with Game Boy. Okay. I, I, I do like Game Boy. I like how uh, Nintendo was trying to push something different. Trying to, you know, be a little, little crazy. Oh, sorry. I'm going to show that. Um, trying to be kind of different on things. I do want to talk, Michael, you mentioned the watch and how he saw the guy playing on the, the calculator, calculator. Uh-huh. and thought, let's do a watch. Yeah. And now, and you also mentioned all of our crazy stuff we have on watches nowadays. Yeah. Do you have a smartwatch, Michael? I don't. Do you have a smartwatch, John? <laughs> no. Nope. Okay. I have, I have a smartwatch. <laughs> 
Do you know what I use my smartwatch for? There's all to kinds tell, of stuff. To on tell it. the time? No. <laughs> Check your stats. Kind of. Maybe, maybe about 25% of the time it is for telling the time. Uh, but I also have a watch or a, a, a phone in my pocket that I pull out sometimes. And I'm also 99% of the time staring at a monitor that has the time right up in the top corner. Um, so it counts my steps. That's freaking all it does. That's what I said. Counts your steps. <laughs> I, have, I have this super awesome watch that basically just counts my steps. So yep. Mr. Dude from Japan, who's trying to get us to do cool things on our watch, thank you, but we just need them to count our steps. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm I, I'm I thought about getting one, but I don't wear watches, so I, I, I actually, Michael, practice yeah. yeah, I think you should get one, Michael, because I would like to know how many steps you do in a day. Um, it's not as much as it used to be. I used well, to put that's in, also what I was gonna say. I used to put in. It varies on busier days. It was between um, eight to twelve miles is what I would walk a day at work. If what is it now that you're in charge? Um, and I had you checked have your it here lately, so peons yeah, to do things I don't, for you. And it's a smaller store too that I'm at, so it's uh, I don't do as much. I still do a lot of walking, but I, I have to look at it. I'll, I'll let you know on next episode. I'll have to go back and look at it. Okay, I'm just so, curious as to how much because yeah. I know you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with Nintendo. Done with that. So you can continue on with what you were thinking. What you were going to so, add on, Michael? Yeah. So. Um, I was looking at this little brochure that I that Rainy actually bought one of the world's smallest toys. Um, it was an ET, and we opened one. Or she actually bought two, and we opened one up, and it comes with this catalog of all these different world's smallest toys. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> I was looking at, and there was the world's smallest Atari game that actually works. So. I'm tempted to try to find that and figure out <laughs> how small it is. And if it's small enough, I may get it to see if it works. Um, I have a small Nintendo, you know, the newest, the retro Nintendo, the, Nintendo, yeah. the retro Atari that came out yeah. has all the Atari games on it. Um, but I'd like to see how this one actually says the smallest fully functional desk, desktop console game. Atari 2600, it, it includes nine games in it. So I'd like to see, and then right above it, there's there's the Dance Dance Revolution game as well. Right there, okay. you can see a picture of it, and you use your fingers oh to dance on it. So <laughs> that is pretty pretty crazy there. But they got all kinds, and I've actually got a couple of the the world's smallest Hot Wheels, you know, going my Hot Wheel collection. But now they're this is saying there's like seven different series and. Uh, I mean, there's you can think of anything. There's tra- actually I have the trans a couple of the Transformers. I don't have all of them. Uh, there's Mego. Uh, we've talked about these guys, the Mego monsters. Oh, yeah. You got you got the world's smallest Mego monsters, world's smallest Ninja Turtles. I don't know if it's it's. You can't see it. <laughs> yeah, it's all blurry. Probably uh, Universal monsters. We've talked about them. Uh, let's see what else we've talked. There's GI Joe, uh, Candyland, Boggles. So there's games. There's trolls. Good luck trolls. Transformers. The Amigo, um, <clears throat> uh micro action figures from the. Uh, let's see. 
There is Clue, Scrabble, Monopoly. There's a Monopoly, John. There's a Monopoly on here. Uh, there's there's yeah, Armstrong. There's Glowworm. There's all the Care Bears. Uh, let's see what else. Viewmaster, Master of the Universe, Viewmaster. I, I don't know how you see the <laughs> world's smallest Viewmaster. So um, there's a Barbie, Barbie Dreamhouse, Mr. Potato Head. There is uh, Super Soakers, world's smallest Super Soakers. Um, yeah, there's I mean there's all kinds of stuff on there. There's little arcade games. Uh, Nerf, there's world's smallest Nerfs. Tonka trucks. Um, and the uh, micro arcade games, which are similar to the Play and Watch, but they're really small. So that's that's my little extra tidbit for this so Heard. which is pretty cool i mean it's, it's stuff that we've talked about in micro form so <laughs> that's interesting <clears throat> yeah so that's it that's all i got <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's all right it's, it doesn't matter it's all good it's all good yeah all right well with that uh thanks for listening to episode 117 where we talked about uh, Game Boys, be sure you go check out all the social medias that John talked about at the top of the show um, and go uh, check us out on Cross Streams Media where you can leave us a voicemail. We'll be happy to play here and answer to talk about all your favorite toy lines that you want to talk about. Um, that'd be great if you want to do that. So check all that out. If you don't remember those, uh, just search for Toy Rewind and Toy Rewind Pod and Toy Rewind Podcast. Just look for all those. If you If we don't look familiar, then don't follow those. Uh, follow the ones that look familiar that sound right that sound like it's us um, you can find those on our website toryrewindpodcast.com speedy mcmichael up there wants to end this so that we can figure out if he's going to download or upload faster than the rest of us so with that on behalf of the brothers newland of the toy rewind podcast play on You've been listening to the Toy Rewind Podcast. Follow and join in the conversations at toyrewindpodcast.com. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.